When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to talk some golf with a good pal and a very good man to SENZ throughout the year, which was 2022. It's Sam Pinfold. Uh, the highs of the golfing world, a complete change in tour and so much more. I'm really looking forward to this chat. So we welcome in Sam. Afternoon, buddy. How you going? Yeah, pretty good, Louie, mate. How are you? Flying, Pinnit. Flying. Absolutely enjoying it. I'm being told to turn the races off, so we might have to just do a bit more sport. So I thought I'd straighten it up with some golf. Oh, fair, mate. We get the racing back in there that soon, don't we? Well, you'll be you're you're a big James McDonald fan, right? Maybe you can put it into context. Maybe they'll listen to you because you you stand on the bag of one of the world's best athletes. And James McDonald, what he does, how do you explain it? Mate, he definitely should be nominated for a Helberg. I mean, you've only got to look back. I think what in the eighties or nineties, surely Mark Todd in the equestrian won a Helberg, didn't he? Surely. I mean, what you know, t- show me the difference there. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, there's been precedence for it before with, a, you know, a Kiwi on a horse. And we've got the world's best riding right now around the world winning the biggest races. I mean, no-brainer to me. Yeah, he's the world's best jockey, mate. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good point. You've actually just spent a bit of time over there. I saw Cam, your man Cam Smith, actually got a photo with him uh, at Doombin, I think they were. Or they were up in Brizzy at the races. So you and Cam both into your racing? Uh, Cam's not so much. Uh, a couple of good mates of ours are, and I think they sort of dragged Cam along to the races <laughs> here on, on New Year's Eve, and uh, sure enough, he sent me that photo pretty quick, saying I've uh, met a better Kiwi than you. And I said, yeah, you're, you're, you're actually right there, mate. So I, I, said, I said I might print that out and put it next to my beard, my two favourite sportsmen. <laughs> so you still got to, even in the off-season, you have to stroke the ego? Yeah, every now and then. That was the... Um, it's about the only time he spoke to me, really. We uh, Christmas Eve we spoke, New Year's Eve we spoke. Other than that, we've had about probably about a month off we've been talking, so it's, it's pretty nice and keeps it fresh, so it's good, mate. No, oh, that's cool. Uh, what a year you you guys had together, and I can imagine the pressure cooker that you've put in, um, been in, in the when you're in the trenches together, it is always good for a little bit of a spell. Now, I was actually thinking, Pinna, that I don't know if you remember, but well, you would, because we caught up at the races. It was over a year ago, and I got you on the show before you flew out. And what triggered my memory, this was going back over a year ago now, is John Rahm. He's chased down Colin Morikawa at the, the Tournament of Champions. And we spoke, I reckon, the week before that, and that kind of set off a 2022 for you that you probably can't really believe looking back at it. What an incredible year. Do you remember what you were feeling at the start of it and, and how do you compare that to where you guys finished up? Well, I remember just so at the start of the year, we um, I do remember speaking to you, that was about the day before I flew out for the uh, for that tournament in Hawaii. Um, start of the year, we'd just really broken into the top 20 in the world and sort of, you know, the, the thoughts and patterns and goals were there to sort of contend in majors and contend in the biggest events and then just um, obviously winning first up in Hawaii set us off to a nice little start and then the sort of the form just stayed there all year and I mean, the way he played at the Players' Championship there to, to win that, um, you know, and that was almost like a home win too. That's where TPC Sawgrass were his base for a long time. That one was pretty special. His mum and sister were there for the, the first time in about two years with all the COVID stuff, and we knew a lot of people and we played around there a lot. So that one, I mean, obviously being the Players' Championship was um, sort of to top it off. And then 
I mean, the very next start we had with the Masters and three rounds through, we're standing in the last group with uh, Scotty Scheffler and sort of you had to pinch yourself and sort of, you know, sort of, you know, realise that all, it, was, it was all true and it was all going on. I mean, you're, you're just sort of consistently at the top of the golfing world with a kid who's, you know, one of the best in the world and just sort of got a huge heart and huge uh, huge sort of set of balls to go with it. So we just <laughs> sort of he, he, do, he doesn't back down from a thing. And the bigger the situation and the, the, the more people there are or the more he sort of people doubt him or people think he shouldn't be there, the more likely he is to perform. So it's pretty nice um, to caddy for it. My job makes my job simple because he loves to attack and play aggressive. The same way through that, the last nine of the British when we're sort of making all those birdies, you know, the worst thing I could have done after the fifth bird and we had the lead was to sort of say, oh, you know, we're in the front now, you know, that's that's just middle of the green. We just kept attacking the whole way home and, you know, and then ended up picking up one more birdie on 18, which proved to be enough. But he's just, uh, yeah, he just, the way he just loves getting tension in those tournaments. And um, then we got into contention a few more times than most this year and managed to pull off a fair few of them. So it's pretty impressive. It's incredible because he he's a weapon. He just wants to go for the throat and you're a punter. So yeah. the, 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 the combination seems to work quite well. Um, but you must have, well, maybe you didn't. Did did you see a change in him? Like when when did you know that that, that year? Well, because I remember you saying that you guys felt like you could contend and that was the goal. But when yeah. you got back on the bag, did you notice that there was an extra part of the game or there was just a little bit of an extra mental edge that you thought, oh, well, we are actually on this year? Um, when I turned up in January last year, that was one of the ones where I'd been home for three months because the old COVID lockdowns were still in place. Um, so when I turned up and saw him in January at the start of this year in Hawaii, he was very fit and very, I mean, he got, he was sort of, for a while there in the last couple of years, he was getting pretty proud of his little beer belly and sort of drinking beers with the lads and his training had sort of dropped off a little bit. But when I taught, saw him in January, he was the fittest, strongest, um, you know, the best looking sort of athlete I'd seen him in eight years. And, and it, it still matters, you know, it matters a lot in golf. People might sort of think, oh, you know, it's not too big a thing in golf, but it does matter a lot. And he felt, you know, refreshed and strong and fit and ready to go. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, and then just, I mean, it just got better, you know, like I said, eight years. I think every year we've, I think we've gone backwards in one of the years. So we're sort of getting to the point there. Once you got to top 20, the next step was to get to that top 10 or to win a major. And, I mean, not many guys can do it as quickly as that or as smooth as that, but uh, he managed to pull it off. Bang on. And it was that aggressive yeah. nature that did it. And, and the players, the pinch yourself moment of the players where he broke down, you, you can kind of be forgiven to saying, oh, well, we've had a good run this year. <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we can keep we can keep trending upwards because he's still a young man. He's still in his 20s. So yeah. I guess, I mean, for anyone that's wondering what's going on here, we're talking to Sam Pinfold. He is Cam Smith's caddy and has been for an eight-year eight stint now, which is incredible. Well, concluded in a uh, open victory at players, and and the other thing that we we got to talk about, and we can talk about it now, Pinner is a change of tour. So, yep. so on the on the greens, it was a massive year, but then the move and the golfing climate was completely changing the whole time, and there's all that going around, and there's you know Rory and Tiger and all of this external pressure and noise, and, and it kind of came at a pretty gnarly time as everything was apexing, and so you've had to work your way through that. In hindsight, what was it all like to live through? Uh, it was pretty interesting times. So when we obviously straight off winning the British, and then there was all the um, discussions and the talk and the rumours about Cam going to the going to live. Um, we're very happy. I mean, Cam and I are very happy with the decision we've made. It's um, It's been great so far for us out there. We managed to get a win out in that tour. Um, and the second start, which was sort of kind of validated going over there and sort of, you know, I think Cam wanted to do that to himself just to, to prove to a lot of people that 
he's not going to just sort of take the money and run and become a ceremonial golfer. It's it's dead serious out there, and the 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 um the ideas and the plans for the live in the future they're all pretty exciting. Um, we're very excited about it going forward. Um, it's we've got a good good schedule coming up this year. A lot more international travel. We've got an event in Australia, which I think is already almost sold out, which is sort of showing the popularity. Of it, they do. It's a it's a very different product. Um, sort of a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then um, pre round. Where the way that um, they with all the shotgun starts, you've got all forty eight guys there at one time. They have a lot of entertainment, music, and hospitality, and all that sort of stuff around the putting green and the driving range because you've got all forty eight guys there for about an hour and a half, two hours before they start, and then bang, everyone goes off together. Yeah, all golf's done in about four and a half hours, and then as soon as we finish, a big concert kicks off right behind that eighth green. In Miami, it was the Chainsmokers, and it was a, it was a, it was a pretty, it was, it was like hitting into that eighth green was almost like heading into the middle of a music festival. And it, I mean, it was it, it was extremely cool, and it, I mean, it's really there's been a lot of moments where me and Cam sort of turned to each other and been like, "Wow, this is different. And this is cool." And you know, and I think you've only got to look at, um, I mean, we played the Australian PGA in Brisbane towards the end of the year, and they had that party hole on 17, which was absolutely filled to the rafters um, every single day, the music pumping, the, the vibe in there was awesome. And I think it's just sort of, a, at the moment, it's the, the whole live PGA thing is the PGA have held sort of such a monopoly and such a power over it for so many years. And the PGA Tour was absolutely great for us. We, were, we wouldn't be where we are without it. It's a sensational place, but we're just taking a new option and an exciting option. And it's the best way we've talked about it to people is it's almost like when the IPL cricket started. You know, I think those international players who went and signed were banned from playing for their countries and sort of, you know, stood down and made to made to look bad in their countries. And yet here we are, what, 10, 12 years down the track, the international cricket schedules made around the IPL and 2020 crickets evolved to some would say, you know, most popular format. So it's I'm not saying it's, you know, exactly the same, but there's definitely a lot of similarities between the PGA and, and Live when, you know, the sort of the, the IPL and certain ways things are happening there. So we're all very excited about it and looking forward to another good year. Now, it's a good description of how it all played out, mate. I think, I mean, I don't know what you felt, but I, I know that lots of golf fans, and even myself, we were all pretty suspicious of it. I think, like, in the initial stages, and you probably wouldn't have wanted to be one of the first golfers that went across because there's, yep. there's a bit of um, vitriol, and, and, you know, rightly so, you're a little bit suspicious as a fan. I don't know what it was like in the like the caddies' room or, or what your mates were saying, but I think now, and, and this happens in sport all the time, like as you talk about the IPL, we don't handle change well, but then when we look back, it feels normal. So it's just being brave enough to kind of accept. And I think where we are now is I don't really care if you're a Live fan or if you're a PGA fan or if you're both or if you're just a golf fan, but I guarantee you the PGA Tour will be better because of what Live has done. It will become oh, it, it, it will become a better product. We've probably already started seeing that, have we? It already is. I mean, they uh, elevated their sort of twelve their events, twelve um, twelve their events up to a high level, and sort of tried to match that live money with doing twenty million dollar minimums. So at the moment, golfers in general, uh, you know, professional golfers are winning across the world. The the live tours have got a development tour, the Asian development tour underneath it, which is sort of one of their ways to sort of give back and fun. And they're, they're, all their purses have gone up. The Asian tour has become going to become one of the sort of more popular tours, especially for the the second tier type guys in the next two or three years, without a doubt. Um, and like, like you're saying, I, think, I just think the change and the uh, and just everyone's a bit scared of the change. You know, big big break from tradition, and then you know, twelve months down the track from, I mean, twelve months ago, I mean, we wouldn't have been having this conversation at all if you'd said Cam Smith was going to win a major, sign for X amount of dollars in a, a rival tour. I would have you know laughed you off the radio and said, "Yeah, I'm dreaming." <laughs> you know, here we are, and I mean, who knows where we're going to be sitting in twelve months' time from now? I, I, I'm 
I think there will be some, I won't say a truce or a, you know anything cool between the PGA and Tour and Live. I just think they'll adapt and It'll sort of mellow. operate alongside each other. And, I mean, I think the majors this year are going to be, you know, blockbuster viewing. You know, I mean, give us a Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and a Cam Smith, Justin Thomas in the top four or something like that. And then the last, you know, couple of days of the, of the majors, of, the, of Augusta. And, I mean, tell me you're not going to watch that. It's going to be sensational. So, and, I mean, it's just going to be, Add extra to the sport overall. I do think that some of the, and we'll finish, we'll, we'll move on from this because I've got another couple of things I want to ask you about, but I do think that some of the stances that, you know, your JTs and your Rory's did take around it got a little bit pious and it's it's kind of like they've taken it really personally, like it's their battle to fight. And I, I just don't know, as I say, like when we look back in 10 years and everything in the golf world's just normal and the live tour is just normal, I don't know whether they're going to be overly proud of maybe the, some of the things that they've said and the hard line they took on it. I just don't know whether you needed to be like that. But then again, you know, Rory and Tiger, and the they think that they're protecting legacy and, and you know, good on them. So that, that's much my final thought there. Well, the other thing I want to ask you about, Pinner, is golf in New Zealand in general. Like, you're a proud Kiwi. You're exposed to it at the absolute elite level. Lydia Ko and Steve Alka being named uh, players of the year on their respective tour – Foxy's just been given his invitation formally for Augusta. From what you're seeing from your vantage point, have we ever been in a stronger place? Right. I mean, first of all, Foxy had a cracking year. We we played with him late in uh, late in the year in Brisbane, and I mean, he's just a great he's a great fellow. I love Foxy. Um, he's brilliant to be around. He's brilliant to play with as, as another caddy, and he had a cracking year. So, congrats. I mean, we said congrats to him, and hopefully, you know, kicks on. He's got a big chance next year in America with all. The big events he gets to in the majors, so he's going to have a cracking time. That's great for Kiwi golf fans to be able to follow. Um, sort of been a while since we sort of had a Kiwi player, you know, cemented in all those majors, which he's going to be like, which he's going to be this year. Um, and Stephen Elkin, it's that's one of the best sporting stories. It's not only in New Zealand, but for you know, especially in golf. I mean, he was an absolute journeyman for <laughs> a long time. I've seen, I've known Steve ever since I started caddying. Every time you see him, he's got a big smile on his face, and he sometimes he's at qualifiers or nationwide events, or you know, sorry, web.com events and smaller events. So always, always had a smile on his face, and then he's just made every post a winner on that seniors tour, and he just continues to, you know, every week. It's weekend he's, week. He's out. a flusher. It's just a, he's it's just, just a, a flusher. Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's such he's such a nice guy, and he's just obviously been involved in New Zealand golf for so long. And I mean, that was something I took a lot of pride of, sort of watching throughout the year. And sort of, you know, it's it's such a good story. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, no, for sure. And then the redemption yeah. of Lids has been quite again another story where you just kind of pinch yourself because it wasn't it wasn't easy going for her for a while. And no, um, her, her things she's, things are obviously going super in her personal life. She's been married over the summer and. To be back at world number one, like there was probably, if you asked me whether she would have got back there, I wouldn't have been able to give you an answer. And so then imagine the self-doubt from where she went and now to where she is again. Yeah, she was almost a victim of the success of being so good so early. We sort of, you know, just kind of thought that she was going to be there forever. And women's golf is pretty volatile, um, sort of, you know, top and, top and turn with the guys, that, sorry, the girls at the top. Um, but for her to, you know, hang in there and battle back, I mean, she probably could easily just, either put it on the back burner and retired away to a pretty happy life, even though she's, what's she, 20, I'm not sure how old she is, is she 23, 24, is she that old in? Um, but, I mean, um, but for her to fight back and have this year, and I think she's going to keep going for a while yet, so it's, it's pretty cool to see. So two, two New Zealand's golfers sort of right there at top, and Foxy's going to get a good chance to join them there over in the US this year. Absolutely, mate. Hey, um, there's a couple of questions from uh, some punters that they wanted me to put to you, so we'll do that, uh, pin it. One from Tim up here in the 09. He, he's curious to know how you got on Cam Smith's bag. Now, you've spoken about this 
in length before, but just a, a relatively quick summation of how it all panned out. I just met him down the New Zealand Open when I was working for another Australian player with the same agent, Michael Sim, and that was uh, he was only 20 years old. It's about a second or event, uh, second pro event there, and ended up catting for him on the weekend because Michael Sim missed the cut, and Cam just had a local guy who sort of didn't really know what he's doing carrying the bag. So I called him out for the weekend, and we sort of got along, and that planted the seed. And about 13, 14 months later, he broke through in the states when he finished fourth in the U.S. Open, and they gave me the call and started full time from then, which is. Uh, to August 2015. Wow. 2015, that's a long period of time. Um, now, here's Pac-Man, and it almost feels like Pac-Man oh, might know you. Uh, here Pinner. we go. <laughs> couple of questions for Pinner. As you know, he plays a lot of golf at a re- to a really good level himself. Yeah, that's right. Ask him, has he ever beaten or taking money off Cully? Mm, not sure I have. Not sure I have. Christian's a bit of a hustler. <laughs> I, I have heard rumours and murmurs that he doesn't handle, isn't take getting uh, money taken off him too well, old Cully. Cully's pretty competitive, mate. He's a, he's a good golfer himself too. And, um, oh, no, I don't know. I mean, this feels like it's getting into your personal life here, are we? But, yeah, but, yeah, uh, keep, keep this one quiet. Pac-Man's a bit of a... Uh, pa- pa- Pac-Man's... He's <laughs> a Coast oldest teenager, he's about 85. <laughs> Pac-Man feels like he's got too much information, but but you do have a, a partner down here in this part of the world, so how much longer are you, are you down in New Zealand for and must be cool to show her around Aotearoa? Oh, yeah, she, she was just here for six weeks. She's actually just gone back to America. She's going to get back to work. Uh, so she was here for six weeks. So I showed her around New Zealand and uh, took her to a few racetracks. So she oh, uh, learned about the horses. Uh Put her to work at John O'Benner's um, stable one morning too, which was good, good, good effort. So, nah, she had a great time. So, I've, I'm home till January the 26th. Oh, nice stuff, mate. And then you're off. Yeah. And, and I'm just looking at there you go. The the Adelaide event is the live event. So, if anyone wanted to get part, of, get a part of it, it's just across the ditch. Or April 21, 23. Um, it honestly does interest me, and, and it's so good that they're bringing it down under. And if anyone wants a celebrity sighting, are you going to be at Karaka Million, mate? <laughs> yeah, I think I am going to be on track, mate. Going out with a bunch of lads, so yeah, it should be good. I've been trying to get to as many race meetings as I can while I've been home, so I've been loving it. All right, there you go. So if you want to go and find a a uh, major winning caddy on track, so you, you just have to head to Pukekohe in a couple of weekends' time. All right, great to chat, Sam. Really appreciate your time and all of the time throughout the year. It's so good to be able to have access to you um, so soon after you win these events on SCNZ. We're very privileged, mate, and we really appreciate it. All good, mate. We'll uh, see you at Caracas in a couple of weeks, eh? There you go, Sam Pimfold. Caddy of Cam Smith, very enlightening stuff around Cam Smith as the elite athlete he is, what makes him so good, how they got on, and that that decision to go to the Live Tour can't have been an easy one. It cannot have been an easy one. So much conjecture and so much negative energy around it. Uh, and Looking back already, tempers have cooled and... Just a really interesting period in golfing history. I wonder how people will consider the way they acted and the way they performed around it and whether they might have some regrets.